Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal's not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. You know, attention to detail is critical when you own your own business, so use LegalZoom.com for the legal details. Now, their network of independent attorneys licensed in 48 states, well, they know local laws and can provide answers to your legal questions. LegalZoom.com is not a law firm, so you won't pay by the hour. Just use Hannity One when you check out and save even more. LegalZoom.com. All right, this portion of the Sean Hannity podcast is sponsored by Audible. Now, by signing up for a 30-day trial with Audible, you'll be able to get that audiobook you've always wanted to read for free. Now, discover where Audible audiobooks can take you. To get started, just go to audible.com slash Hannity. That's audible.com slash Hannity. Happy Thursday. You know, I just got off the phone with, uh, I'm not going to say who or mention names. Anyway, I got my daily, Linda, this is what this was all about, where I had to run and take that call and my daily list of requests from every news organization that hates my guts we'd like to do a profile on mr hannity we'll make it front page we'll put it on the front of the website or we'll, we'll make it a front page of our magazine and it'll be really good for mr hannity uh i said let's see no 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 check no 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 i have four hours a day you guys you know why so i can sit there and watch your manipulative sneaky backdoor questions to try and trap me. And I'll never forget. So I did this interview once. I was requested to do it for Playboy magazine years ago. Remember that? And the guy, it was a very nice guy. We're talking about it, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's done it. You know, I think even Ronald Reagan did it. I mean, it's just not a big deal. That's They don't even do porn anymore, I heard. They got away from that. No more naked pictures. I guess they're becoming more like FHM or whatever, Maximum or those other kind of magazines. So I did the interview. And it was so obvious. The guy gets to the last question. You could see he's like giddy that he want, he wanted to get this question in more than any other question, thinking, I got this guy. I'm going to make news. I'm going to, this is going to be a grand slam home run. And he goes, um, what if your kids turned out to be gay? I'm like, I'd love them. 
No, 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 no. If they're really gay, real, really gay, I'm like, I'd really love them. No, 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 no. What, you know, what if they're, I'm like, I said I'd love them. Now I said if they turn out to be liberal, I said that's a much bigger problem. And, you know, this is the media, they think they're so smart, they're, they're so smug, and they're so arrogant that it's, you know, you know what? So I, one of the questions one of these people wanted to know is, we want to know. How many times Mr. Hannity has been down to Mar-a-Lago? How many times has he played a Donald Trump golf course? Uh, none. Not once. No, I never even got an invitation. Not once. And if I did play, I would pay. If I did stay, I would pay. You know, what do I always say? What do I always do, Linda? Every time you've been with me over all always, these years. You always pay. You always. Always tip 100%. Oh, but why? Because I don't need to. Do you remember the year that Governor Patterson got in trouble for the Yankee tickets that he took? You know, frankly, he's the governor of New York. I don't see that big a deal about it. You invite the governor. He got in such big trouble because he didn't pay for the tickets. That same game, I went. I think that was the last time they won the championship. That was a World Series game. And it was right. My son's birthday is in November. So I bought him a ticket. And I bought four tickets for me, my friend Bill, and his son, and me and Patrick. And we, so we went to the game. By the way, I'm going to the Yankees game tonight. And, you know, so I, I bought them on StubHub. I came on the air, and I just I mentioned I always buy my tickets on StubHub. I went to the Garth Brooks concert at Yankee Stadium. I'm sure I probably could have called Garth's PR person and, and said, I'm Sean Hannity from the Fact News Channel. You? That is so disgusting to me. The fact that, and I hate to tell you, they, everybody that they, is famous does it. I went to dinner with a, a really important executive the other night, and they have this big thing called Jingle Ball in New York. Like, every famous New Yorker is begging for tickets. And I'm like, I'll pay for them. Uh, no problem. Now, it happens to be my radio company, so, you know, they gave them to me. All right, that's, to me, that's not a big deal. I said, here, we got, we got tickets for you. I said, okay. That, in that circumstance, I took them. But I always pay. I paid for the Garth Brooks tickets. You know I got row eight? And I didn't decide to go so, till 6.30 that night. And I was able to buy them on StubHub. StubHub is the greatest thing in the history of mankind. And can you imagine years ago, I remember doing entire shows on the illegal, uh, the illegal activity of ticket scalping. And my attitude was, wait, he's selling a ticket. He has it. I want it. And he wants X dollars and I'm willing to pay. It's none of your business. And that's what StubHub now is all legal. What's the big deal? It's my life. It's my choice. If I'm willing to pay an obscene amount for a ticket that I really want, I've every single Super Bowl ticket I've ever bought in my life, that's usually my Christmas gift to my son. We go to sports events together, and I'll take him to the Super Bowl. He gets nothing else. That's it. That's his ticket. You get to go. We fly there. We go to the game. We come home. You know, that's just, that's just, and he doesn't get anything else for Christmas. That's what he wants. So I'm like, all right, I love going to Super Bowl games with him. We have a great time. So uh, where do I get the tickets? Every time I've gotten them on StubHub. Every single time. Or you go to the NFL.com. I went one year to the NFL.com. But I usually like StubHub. And I don't even know how to use the points. I have like a zillion points, and I don't know how to use them. Like I have American Express points. A lady calls me one day and says, Mr. Hannity, you have like a million, 500, 800,000 points. Do you want to ever use these? And I said, how do you do that? And the lady's like, okay, you definitely are not as bright as I thought you would be. I'm like, I've, I've got, I'm not a coupon guy. I'm not the type of... What is that? Is he driving a razor? Jonathan Gillum, Navy SEAL on a razor? Are you serious? You've got to be kidding me. Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, glad you're with us. Um, I am not 
following the media panic lead about this election because it's not true. None of this is true. What is happening with the uh, Trump campaign? I'm, I'm only giving you facts. I'm giving you my insider knowledge and experience. I'm talking directly to principals in this. And I'm only passing on to you that this is a false narrative that is being advanced by the news media in an effort to try and smear, slander, besmirch and follow the Hillary Clinton narrative about Donald Trump, which is that he doesn't have the temperament to be the president of the United States. Well, excuse me, she doesn't have it. And if Howard Kurtz over at uh, Fox News and his media critic, he did some fact checking on all these reports that Donald Trump's campaign is imploding. And so, surprise, surprise, surprise. Turns out that uh, that's one big fat Democrat Hillary led campaign led media lie as they now are the extension of the Hillary press office. And we, we pointed out, he said, there's a natural piling on effect when a campaign goes off the rails and the polls dip and the critics step up their rhetoric and staffers start pointing fingers and the press keeps the vicious cycle going. Howard Kurtz says that in all these years, I've never seen anything like this. And they reached the point yesterday morning where CNBC's John Harwood tweeted, longtime ally of Paul Manafort, Trump's campaign manager, Manafort not challenging Trump anymore, mailing it in, staff is suicidal. And then, of course, there was a CNN, a source tells, at Dana Bash, that some Trump campaign staff are frustrated with the candidate lately, and they feel like they're wasting their time. All right, let me just tell you some facts. Number one, I have talked to Donald Trump. Number two, I know people who have been in meetings with Donald Trump. Number three, I know stories for a fact because people were in the meetings that I know that the idea that Trump said, ah, can't I just nuke them three times? It's all a lie. Now, was there a strategy meeting about whether or not he needs to focus on Hillary and Obama and their failed track record versus getting into an argument with Mr. Khan? Yeah, every staff is going to do that. If, if that is the biggest campaign mistake that Donald Trump makes, that he engaged somebody that he probably should have just ignored between now and November, then we're lucky because it's, it's going to get worse. Because the media is doing the bidding for Hillary here. You know, never mind the fact that Hillary Clinton is on tape uh, being told, Trey Gowdy being inter- interrogating James Comey, that everything she said about the email server turns out to be a lie. Lying straight to your face. Never mind the fact that she lied to the families of four dead people as it relates to Benghazi. That's insignificant in the media's mind. Never mind that they dedicate an entire night to Black Lives Matter. What do you want, dead cops? When do you want them now? Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Never mind. You white people, you get to the back. Never mind that happening, you know, the very same week that they're praising Black Lives Matters. You know, never mind any of this. Never mind that Hillary Clinton's part of giving the number one state sponsor of terror a path to a nuclear weapon that is half the time and the money to build it all. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about her disaster that's known as Libya. Let's not talk about her dumb decision to support Mohammed Morsi, who who championed, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood cause and was anti-Semitic, referring to Jews as descendants of apes and pigs. Never mind she votes for a war in Iraq. 5,000 Americans shed their blood and die. And then, yeah, maybe not. Never mind. Pulls out and creates a vacuum for ISIS. 
Same thing with Syria. Same thing with this Russian reset. Never mind that the Russians may have the 30-some-odd thousand emails that she put on an unsecure server so they can blackmail the hell out of her because it probably would end up putting her in jail. Let's forget all of that. Donald Trump said a bad word. Let's focus on that. It's, it's just, it's, you, you see when you put it in perspective that this is not what it is being made out to be. Look, I understand there are people. I gave my advice both on radio and TV to the Trump campaign, Mr. Trump. And these are things I tell people every day privately. I'm, I'm sharing it with you publicly as much as I can. Not everything. I'm not sharing everything because I just can't. There are certain things you say under certain circumstances that are meant for those people's ears only in terms of things, counsel, advice, thoughts that I have that I don't want to bring public. But for the most part, I'm wide open with this audience. I tell you everything. And yeah, I think from here on in the last 95 days, I wouldn't talk about Paul Ryan. I wouldn't talk about Ted Cruz. I wouldn't talk about Lindsey Graham or John McCain. I wouldn't talk about Mr. Khan. I would talk about Obama's despicable failed record on the economy. I would focus on jobs and how to get Americans back to work. I would focus on the economy and all the things that I have laid out. And for those of you that are so weak in the knees, you kind of reminded me of these Republicans in Washington. You know, the ones that, you know, they can't make up their minds. Let me see. Do I want Trump or maybe we'll go with Hillary? Because Hillary is, well, at least she's a known commodity. And, and everything, she won't rock the boat too much. All right, then, you know, you'll get the Supreme Court justices you deserve. You're going to get the country you deserve if you elect her. You want, she's talking about, I'll play it later, raising taxes on the middle class. You'll get that with Hillary. You go with Hillary. You go with that. You'll get more record debt. You will get uh, coal companies put out of business. She's promised that. Coal miners will lose their jobs. will never be energy independent. We'll never pursue drilling or fracking or any of the things that will create jobs and, and more national security by not depending on countries that hate our guts for the lifeblood of our economy. So go ahead. You'll, you'll keep your Obamacare. Keep paying 40% increases every year with inferior health care companies because Aetna, United, and all the good ones are saying, the hell with this. We're out of here. They're done. Or you can have choice in education or you can have choice in competition with health care. And you can have a wall that will protect American workers from the competition of people crossing that border every single day with directions from our own government telling them where to cross and coming into America competing for jobs and lowering wages. And by the way, if you build a wall, you'll actually secure the country from ever having a guy with a nuclear weapon or, or some type of planned and plot and scheme to kill us from crossing the border. You know, you, you want the penny plan. You want to manage the economy. You want to cut taxes. You want corporations, multinational corporations that have repatriated all this money and parked it offshore because of the high confiscatory taxes in this country? Wouldn't it be great if we brought it back and they built manufacturing centers and, and they built uh, factories again and, and we put Americans in Michigan and Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Ohio back to work? It'd be pretty cool in my mind. And the American dream comes back alive for them. So it's all a matter of choice. Well, you never, Trump, I'm sick of all of you. And all of you in the media, well, you... Did you play Mr. Trump's golf course? No, I never played his, his golf course. Nope. Not one of them. I don't even know what he, I, I, he owns Doral. I know that. I have no idea what Mr. Trump's holdings are. When I go to Vegas, I stay at the Wynn or the Palazzo. I know Sheldon uh, Adelson, and I know Steve Wynn. And guess what I've never asked for in my life? A free room or a discount. I pay my freight. 
If I go to their restaurants, I pay my way. You know, I pay my own transportation. I don't take anything. I'm going to the Yankee game tonight. I'm paying my way like I always do. All right, everybody cool with that? I'm friends with Mark Teixeira. I could say I probably could pick up the phone and say, Mark, can you give me free tickets? Who would do that? That is obnoxious to me. Who would do that? Who would ask for free tickets to Garth Brooks or Florida Georgia Line, two of my favorite bands, or Kenny Chesney? And I've been invited, you know, to Kenny Chesney asked me to go out on tour with him for a month. He goes, why don't you come out on tour for a month? I'm like, Kenny, yeah, what, I got a job. I got two jobs to do. I'm, I'm going to just get on the bus with you and every hot girl that's after you. No, Mrs. Hannity will love that. That's going to go over really well. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN. Well, I do work for a living, and it's not, it's not my personality. Don't worry. You need to take control of your family and assets. Now, it sounds like common sense, but too many people procrastinate instead of getting an estate plan before it's too late. Now, with LegalZoom.com, there's no reason to put it off any longer. Now, you don't have to figure out on your own whether you need a will or a living trust and what's best for you. Instead, you work with an independent attorney, now available in 48 states. Now, they'll walk you through your options and recommend an estate plan that offers the best solution to fit your needs. And since LegalZoom is not a law firm, well, you can count on efficiency and value. Everything is on your schedule, your terms, plus you know what your estate plan bundle costs up front instead of worrying about high hourly rates. Now, that's how LegalZoom has become the leader in helping families with their legal needs. You get the legal help, and you walk away feeling great about it. So don't leave the most important decisions that you can make in the hands of other people. Take control of your family's future with an estate plan bundle at LegalZoom.com today. Just use Hannity One when you check out and save even more. LegalZoom.com. Trump speaking after Ryan slams the post-RNC campaign. Why is Paul Ryan doing all this? He says, I have fidelity to the Republican Party. All right, so let's, let's examine this. Let's break this down in more detail. Would Donald Trump give $150 billion to Iran? Would Donald Trump give tanks and F-16s to Mohammed Morsi, formerly of the Muslim Brotherhood? Would Donald Trump destroy Libya the way Hillary did? Well, Donald Trump, he said he was against the Iraq war, but he said once you start it and you're fighting it and you're winning it, you got to finish it. Hillary not only voted for it, then she pulled out. And you have to ask, well, why did we send Americans there in the first place? I mean, would, if, if Donald Trump draws a red line in the sand with Syria, you think he's going to, if, if, if President Assad crosses it, you think he's going to do something about it? I do. You know, just, you, you got to, I said after the primaries and that I'm going to support the, I said before the primaries in, in what, March of 2015, that I will give access, time to all of the candidates and you, we, the people, will make your decision. This is my pledge to you, as somebody who's undecided. On both my radio and television program on the Fox News Channel, I promise you this. As somebody who has not made up his mind, I am going to give access to every single solitary candidate as often as I can, as often as they'll come. By the end of the process, I will ask them every question I can possibly think of. And then I am putting this all in your hands. That's what I said in March of 2015 at CPAC, as I was pretty much the MC, and I interviewed there Trump and Cruz and Marco and Jeb Bush, all of that. That was March of 2015. 
Remember, the primary started February 1 in Iowa, the Iowa caucuses. And I spoke there. I don't remember. Was it March? I think it was March, a month into it. And this is what I said, being consistent a year later in 2016. The problem is at the end of this process, only one person is going to be the winner. And what I'm worried about here tonight is that if your candidate doesn't win, that some of you are going to be angry and emotional that your guy lost. And some of you are going to want to pout. And some of you are going to go on TV and radio and call my show and say, I can't support that guy. And then what's going to happen is you are giving half a vote to Hillary Rodham Clinton. I don't care if you support Trump, Cruz, Rubio, or Kasich. Any one of them are better than Hillary Clinton. But this is my question for all of you here at CPAC. Will you ask yourself in your heart, regardless of who the candidate is you support, will you at the end of the day, I want to ask you, as a matter of fact, I want you to stand. Wait, wait, don't stand yet. I want to see in this room, if your candidate doesn't win, you know how the Republican Party made people a pledge, will you all pledge to support whoever wins the nomination? If you will, stand up. And the whole room stood, except for one girl. And I'm like, except that girl. She didn't stand. So she has a right to do whatever she wants. But I was, man, I'm making a point. And now, Hannity, you did this. You know, I, I, everybody is so wrong. Why did this become an insurgency year? Why is this the year of the outsider? Why is this, from my perspective, in spite of polls everywhere, probably one of the most unpredictable elections that we're ever going to witness in our lifetime, probably one that you can't even measure. And w- what has happened to, to create this environment that is so volatile? I can tell you, I mean, and this, by the way, this is not just Democrats, not just Republicans, Democrats. Bernie Sanders captured the heart of the Democratic Party this election year. It wasn't Hillary. You ever see the crowd difference? He's filling arenas. She's barely filling the press pool. The press pool, you know, they're the ones clapping. They're the ones supporting her. And you see that, you know, if they didn't cheat, probably Bernie could have had that. If he didn't have all the superdelegates, the momentum created by the notion of superdelegates, you know, 500 to 30, 500 to 40, I, I actually think that some of these outcomes could have been different because people vote whether or not they think there's a chance that this person really has a chance of winning. I think she could have been defeated in the primary, my own personal opinion. And I saw that uh, these lunatics over at Media Matters are saying that, that uh, well, Hannity is advancing the false narrative. No, it was the Philly Inquirer that said 59 separate districts in, in Philly in 2012 didn't have a single vote for Mitt Romney. The Cleveland Plain Dealer pointed out nine separate, separate districts in, in Cleveland, Cuyahoga County. Same thing there. And Donald Hannity's advancing the false debunked reality that, no, it wasn't debunked. But what's so amazing in this year is not only did Trump win, he won by record numbers. What is this election really about? Hillary doesn't want it to be about Libya. She doesn't want it to be about radical Islamic terrorism. She doesn't want it to be about her Iraq record, which created the vacuum for ISIS, her Syria record, which created the vacuum for ISIS. She doesn't want it to be about Iran, 
mean, now we're paying ransom to Ayatollahs, the number one state sponsor of terror, or her beginning the negotiations for this $150 billion transfer. I mean, you want to talk about a bad deal. $150 billion they get. They continue to spin their centrifuges. 25 days notice for some inspections. We don't even get to inspect ourselves, for crying out loud. It was supposed to be anytime, anywhere inspections. Ooh, no. Certain places we never get to inspect. And that the Iranians, guess what? They spin their centrifuges, and we're now told last week they will cut the time in half as a result of this deal that it would take them to acquire a nuclear weapon. Now, they also get to build missiles so they can launch the weapon when they finally get it, and they get to partner with Vladimir Putin and build missile defense in case the Israelis or somebody that actually has some common sense would want to take out their nuclear sites. <laughs> I can't let that happen. Let's let, let's let the mullahs have the weapons that they've always wanted. And then on top of that, they get, get to build up their conventional, conventional forces. No wonder the Saudis are begging the Israelis for help. And the Egyptians and Jordanians are scared to death. No wonder. So she can't run on that. Well, let's see, she's trying to hitch her wagon to Obama and the economy, but, you know, Obama will tell you, greatest economy ever. He says, Donald Trump's unfit for office. The only person I know that has been so unfit for the office of the presidency is Barack Hussein Obama, the disciple of Frank Marshall Davis, communist, the disciple of Alinsky, the acorn organizer, the guy that goes to the church of GD America, the guy that believes in black liberation theology. The guy that hangs out with radicals that have bombed the Pentagon, the Capitol, and New York City police headquarters, and even say they wish they did more. That's Obama. And look at the record on the economy. Doubled the debt. He said $9 trillion was irresponsible, unpatriotic. Well, now, that's all right. He'll accumulate more debt than every other president before him combined. A 51-year low percentage of Americans that have own homes. We now have the worst recovery since the 1940s. The first president that will never reach 3% GDP growth in a year. We have 14 million Americans, more Americans on, in poverty and on food stamps. Lowest labor participation rate since the 1970s. One in five American homes, not a single person working. And one in six American males, 18 to 34, that are either in jail or out of work. Living in mommy and daddy's little basement. Smoking pot, hanging out, playing some music. Watching daytime TV shows. Wasting their lives. No opportunity. That's Obama and Hillary's America. So, you know, for those of you, and I, look, I can be specific. You never trumper people. You're in this group. You know, I, I read Eric Erickson's piece. I'll get to this later. I mean, Eric's a friend of mine. I, I'll respect that he doesn't want to vote for Trump. Never Trump. I can respect. I ne and, and no, Eric, I've never been to Mar-a-Lago. I've never played a Trump golf course. I've never been to a Trump hotel. He might have given me a water once that said Trump on it when I was interviewing him. I might have taken a free water. I don't know. I might have, I probably even paid for that. Linda, you know how I pay for everything or try to. You know, I might have taken free water. or Maybe I, I took a cup of coffee one day. You know, something. I never went. I don't want and I don't want anything from anybody. I want my country saved. And that's where it comes down to for me. And, you know, if you want to buy the narrative that the media is feeding you now, and if you want to be gullible, susceptible to propaganda, lies, distortion, misinformation, you go right ahead. But here's the reality. I will lay it out for you. You can, and, you know, Donald Trump's words mean more than Hillary's actions. That's one of the questions you're going to have to ask yourself. Now, I'm going to tell you, here's your choice. 
Paul Ryan. Here's your choice, Lindsey. Here's your choice, John McCain. Here's your choice, Ben Sass. Who do you want? You're only going to have two people. One of these two people will be the next president, Hillary or Obama. Who do you want picking the next Supreme Court justice? You've seen Trump's list. You know where Hillary's list will go. Who do you want? Who do you think is better capable of dealing with radical Islamic terrorism? At least Trump can identify them. At least he's talked about bombing the living shh out of ISIS. Hillary is kissing their ass, you know, using euphemisms, workplace violence, overseas contingencies. She's out there negotiating deals with the number one state sponsor of terror, Iran. She screwed up Libya to the max and lied to us all about it. She was stupid. She wouldn't even secure her own email because she didn't want any congressional oversight. Tells you how bankrupt, morally corrupt she is. Lied about Benghazi, about what she knew. Told us one story. Well, told people that mattered in her life, like her daughter and the Libyan president and Egyptian prime minister. It's terror. She lied for months about it. You know, that's, these are the choices. Who do you think is going to be better on the economy? She's going to put coal mining companies out of work and coal miners out of work. Trump is for coal mining, fracking, drilling, nuclear, all of the above. You know how many millions of jobs, high-paying jobs we can create just through energy? Think how better off we'd be being energy independent. Not Energy is the lifeblood of our economy. The lifeblood. And we're dependent on countries that despise us. And we've got more resources than they do. We're so stupid. Who do you think is more likely to show some fiscal restraint, Trump or Hillary? Who do you think is going to stop robbing our kids, Trump or Hillary? Who do you think is going to get more likely to get rid of Obamacare, Trump or Hillary? Hillary wants Obamacare, 40% increases a year. Who do you think is going to be better on education? She's dependent on the NAA, Trump or Hillary? Who do you think is going to be better at job opportunities? Who do you think is going to be better for security at the border, Trump or Hillary? Never Trump. You know, panicked politicians that only care about their own image and own power base. We all know who they are. And, that, and that's your choice. I'm not, I am not trying to tell you what to do. I am laying out for you plain choices you make in your life. We all make choices in life. We all suffer the benefits of good choices, the consequences of bad choices. In my life, I've made good choices, and in my life, I've made bad choices. And you know what? I've learned from each experience, and I would like to think I'm smarter and wiser than I once was. If you don't learn from your mistakes, you're doomed to repeat it. If you want four more years of the same with Obama, you'll get Hillary. If, if you really buy into a narrative, this is all propaganda. Hillary has the worst temperament of any person, is the most dishonest, the biggest liar that appeals to the absolute worst in people, makes deals with the devil like in the case of Iran, you know, and, and supports and encourages Black Lives Matters. Really? You're going to meet with a group that says, what do we want, dead cops? When do we want them now? And you white people get in the back? You know, you've heard it all before. Person that is so morally bankrupt and corrupt that the FBI director points out five or six separate specific lies that she just tells on a regular basis. That's what the election is about. You know, you know, you can continue, you know, you're going to have justice. You're going to have a president who's willing to go to the go to Switzerland, get a cargo plane, unmarked, francs, euros, dollars. Let's fly it right into Tehran. Hand it off to the Ayatollahs. 
Let's give them the money. Can you spell ransom? Because that's what it was, $400 million in cash to the most dangerous regime in the world. She started the negotiations with Adolf Jr. Medjanajad. Number one state sponsor of terror. Greatest existential threat to the state of Israel. The country that is doing the most to destabilize the Middle East and the entire world. And by the way, the administration recently approved $17.6 billion, a deal for Boeing to sell commercial jets to Iran. That was brilliant. That's the world you're going to, you will hand off to your kids and your grandkids. Oh, and by the way, Hillary took millions from Dubai, a firm dedicated to expanding Sharia law. Or maybe you want to, maybe you want Mr. Khan to impact your vote. As he smears and slanders, Donald Trump who only said that his son was a hero whose refugee plan would not have impacted the cons. It's all up to you. You know when a book just really hooks you and you just can't put it down? Well, with Audible, well, you don't have to. Discover where Audible audiobooks can take you. Now, maybe it's a book you've been wanting to read for a long time. Now, Audible has something special for everyone. So download your books or shows on your mobile device and listen anytime, anywhere. And with an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, Audible is your best source for everyday entertainment. The Audible app makes listening a breeze with features like chapter navigation and narration speed control. So access your books, your shows, anytime, anywhere, right from your smartphone or your tablet. Join Audible today and explore the world's leading provider of audiobooks, all beautifully performed by talented actors and narrators. Now you can start a 30-day trial and download your first audiobook for free. Just go to audible.com slash Hannity to get started. That's audible.com slash Hannity for a 30-day trial and audiobook. Look what's going on, folks. We're like a third world nation. And then you get back to crime. You see what's happening with the police. You see what's happening with, take a look at Orlando. Take a look at San Bernardino. Take a look at the World Trade Center. Take a look at what's going on. And then worldwide. And we let ISIS take this position. It was Hillary Clinton that she should get an award from them as the founder of ISIS. That's what it was. Also, play Hillary Clinton. By the way, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. And Hillary has a great economic plan. The middle class that has been pounded out of the labor force with the lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, the lowest home ownership since, believe it or not, in 51 years, the worst recovery since the 1940s, one in five Americans out of uh, don't have a single family member in work at all, none, and then millions more in poverty on food stamps. That's the Obama record, and median income in that real dollars is down. But don't worry, Hillary wants more of your money. Because while Warren is standing up for a fairer tax code, Trump wants to cut taxes for the super rich. <laughs> there my friends i'm telling you right now we're going to write fairer rules for the middle class and we are going to raise taxes on the middle class wow we're going to raise taxes on the middle class anyway joining us now former new york city mayor rudy giuliani a close friend confident of confidant of donald trump how are you sir I'm very good, Sean. How are you? We've been friends for many, many years. We've been through many a political yeah. battle together. Uh, I consider your friendship, you, you're one of the guys that I really know, like, respect, and trust a lot in very, politics. Very mutual. 
And you got the, all these people a little bit in freak-out mode, and I, I'm sitting back and I'm saying, this is not my first rodeo, and there was always this ebb and flow in a political cycle, and a political yep. campaign, yep. and I'm like, everybody needs to calm down. Well, yeah, I, and you know what was really, really annoying me? Uh, the Democrats stick together. Hillary gets hit with a report from the FBI director that basically says she's a criminal, right? But for political reasons, he stops short of recommending indictment. But he... But he says everything that would prove that she was extremely careless, negligent, grossly negligent with national security information, some of our biggest secrets. I didn't hear any of the Democrats saying, gee, she should get off the ticket, or boy, we're really worried, or maybe we should support somebody else. I mean, like, that's really significant. Uh, Trump, I don't know, maybe they think he made a mistake, or maybe they think he was being insensitive. But there's a big difference between being insensitive and committing a crime. You know, it's and, uh, that that and, what you're doing our is guy, our guys can't hold together and they hold together supporting probably we, they have in the Democratic ticket, the biggest liar that's ever run for president of the United States and every Democrat supporting her. And they're not raising any issues about all these things that are coming out about her. There are going to be more emails about her. And I, I guarantee you the emails will be worse. The Democrats will all stick together. If Donald Trump says, boo that they don't like and they think it's insensitive, we'll have, you know, five guys leaving the party. I, I Honestly, it's beyond frustrating. And I said on this program yesterday, and I mean it, all these, for, for the most part, and there are people that I give exceptions to because I, I know them, I know that their beliefs are sincere, I understand that maybe Donald Trump's style doesn't fit everybody else's style. I, I grew up in New York, Mr. Mayor, you know, throwing a punch know, I know, I know, is kind of not unique to me, and, and I, I give punches and I take a lot, too. And so I understand maybe for some stylistically, but for others, this has now become, you know, mission number one. And they become so blind and so myopic that they can't see the distinct differences between Hillary, the liar, the crook and Donald Trump on Supreme Court justices, on the economy, on eliminating Obamacare, on energy independence, on education back to the states, the need for homeland security and then even and, and building the wall and then even things like saying the words radical Islam and the mess she created in Libya and Egypt and Iraq and Syria and all around the Middle East. And the policies are so profoundly different. How do you ignore that and pave the way for her? I don't understand it. And I don't understand how, like some of the congressmen, uh, one or two of them today said, well, we're not going to vote. Oh, OK, that's given a half a vote. Agreed. I mean, what, I mean what's the and and, and the, the ones like, you know, I sort of think Ted Cruz is thinking about 2020. And if I could sit down with Ted, I would say to him, Ted, if we get Hillary for four years, you might as well not be president in 2020, because anything you do, Supreme Court will find unconstitutional. <laughs> By that time, she will have appointed at least two, possibly three new liberal justices. You know, we don't I have the time, right? This is a point in our history where we don't have the time to waste four years. Maybe we could have, you know, eight years ago. But right now we don't have the time to waste four more years after what Obama has done to us. You know, you were a guy, and in many ways, you kind of remind me a little bit of Donald Trump in this way. You're a hard-driving, New York, passionate, you know, individual. I mean, the fights you had back in the day, 
with being sued by the New York Civil Liberties Union. I mean, I think it was during your administration you tried to create an all-girls public school in Harlem, and the kids oh, were... Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, oh, and, and by the way, the grades goodness. went through the roof. The mother, uh, mothers and fathers loved it. The kids loved it, and they tried to shut you down. Or right. fighting over crime to save lives in some of the toughest neighborhoods well, in New when York. I, when I required people on welfare to work, I was yeah. accused of just about being a slave master. I mean, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous I, I as compared to Hitler. Hitler, because I wanted people on, I, I required people on welfare to work. And I, 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 but I used to go and talk to them and tell them, you know why I do that? Because I love you more. I care about you more. All these liberals. By the, by the way, I remember those press conferences. You were Chris Christie and Donald Trump before Chris Christie and Donald yeah, I Trump. I used to get banged around. I used to get banged around by the Times every other day. And we are used to that in New York. And we are used to, you know, being a little more sarcastic and a little more, but that's all style. You got to get beyond style. I mean, we we have a president theoretically with style, and we have a country that's undefended. <laughs> so yeah, I'll take I'll take the style and the fighter. What do you think of this ransom payment that I, the president made? Well, here's what here, here here's here's my take on it. The Justice Department advised against it. Yep. When did the Justice Department become just an advisory agency? It's supposed to be a prosecutorial agency. If they advised against it. They should now be investigating it. And I'm going to tell you why they advised against it. Not just because it was ransom, because it was also money laundering. And it was, it was a trade, it was basically violating the Trading with the Enemies Act. And it violated, it violated the sanctions on Iran. And the way that those uh, statutes and rules are worded, it says directly or indirectly. So by transferring it into foreign currency, they were doing it indirectly. So they should now be under investigation for doing it. And, and it's a complete outrage. You, look, America has very few kidnappings. I do a lot of work in Mexico. My security company does. They have a lot of kidnappings in Mexico. Now, why do they have a lot of kidnappings in Mexico? We don't have just about any in America because they pay ransom and we don't. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Because now we have now set ourselves up. Isn't it, is it, is it specifically because you're a prosecutor, former prosecutor, is it specifically against the law for the government to pay ransom and take money out of Switzerland, no. it's not. It is not, but it is. But it is against the law to launder money, and that's what they did. Explain and how the is. money laundering comes into play here. The money laundering comes into the play here because if you uh, if you start to transfer currency, you are violating, and it's done uh, in violation of a specific law. And the law here would be the prohibition against uh, doing business with Iran. Then that's a crime. In other words, if you if you try to hide the money. In pursuance of a crime, that's money laundering. The crime here would be trading with Iran. What about the power of the purse? Doesn't Congress have to approve that, or are they able to circumvent that? I, I, I don't know. That I don't know. I don't know where, where, where they got the uh, uh, $400 million. I think, I mean, I think it also it's one totally embarrassing uh, situation to have the United States, you know, secreting $400 million I mean, those those there must have been a lot of suitcases in 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 bills in money, and then going over there and getting it transferred into four hundred million dollars in Swiss francs. And by the way, do you see how the Iranians are rubbing it in our face, bragging? Yeah, of course they paid ransom. We told them to pay ransom. They weren't getting those people back unless they paid ransom. Yeah, and what that I mean, if you, if you had a trial, you could call the Iranians as witnesses and prove that just just. Ernest is a complete liar. Uh, listen, he's and, just and a then, propaganda. Then, you know what, he's, you know what he actually said with a straight face? They, he said we couldn't they, be more transparent. I'm like, you didn't tell us about the money. 
You know, the thing about it is, why don't people react this way? Do they really think we're stupid? I mean, when he said, no, it wasn't ransom, he must think we're all stupid. I can answer this question for you. I am convinced that there's a certain percentage of the population, if either Obama or Hillary were caught on video shooting somebody in the head and, and robbing that person, they'd say, well, they're going to use the money for good purposes. They'd justify it. Yeah, there must be, because if you look at the kinds of corruption and crimes and stealing and Clinton Foundation and back in Arkansas when Hillary was the bag lady at the Rose Law Firm, when you look at the crimes these people have committed, just to even the, the idea of Hillary Clinton as president is an absurdity. People should, people should either read or watch the uh, movie Clinton Cash. It really is good. Is all of which is completely accurate. And the other one's Hillary's America. Uh, let me ask you this. All right, so last night I started the show, and you were on with me, and I gave some advice to Donald Trump. I won't repeat it here. But to just sum it up, it's focus on Hillary and focus on Obama, who, by the way, his record is atrocious. And then everything else, forget about Ted Cruz, Paul Ryan, John McCain, and the rest of them. And then focus on your agenda to solve America's problems, get America back to work, balance our budget, eliminate Obamacare, build the wall, uh, battle ISIS. That's what I think he needs to focus on. Uh, he will focus on it. And there was a discussion just about that this morning. So I assure you, you're going you're gonna to start seeing that roll out over the, next, over the next couple of days, next couple of weeks. Because 95 days is an eternity in politics. No, you got... And you, uh, you got plenty of time in one hand. On the other hand, you don't. You got to, you got to win. You got to win the days. You know, it's like you have ninety-six days. You got to win sixty of them, seventy of them. Meaning, you got to come out controlling the agenda in two-thirds of the days that are left. If he can do that, he can win this election. Don't you think the only way Hillary wins is if she creates the impression in the minds of enough people, even though her temperament is god awful. And even George Stephanopoulos and D.D. Myers confirm this. But isn't it her only card to play that Donald Trump doesn't have the temperament? Absolutely. That's it. That's it. That's her campaign. And the one thing he can't do is play into it. He's got, he's got, to, he's got to counter it with being uh, substantive. He's got to counter it by laying out 10-point, 12-point, 15-point program promises to the American people like you were talking about last night stick on that and also i would like to get him and you and i can both talk to him about this i'd like to get him to show us the donald that really the, the the donald i sat around with two nights ago just talking to him for two hours he's a really nice guy you know and, i've had that Trump same experience I, I you know i used to say this about george w bush george w bush you meet him in person he's the, the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet you put a camera in front of him and he becomes a different person i don't no. think that's the same with trump I think it, it isn't. It isn't the same with Donald, but uh, Donald does become um, kind of a fighter, and I, I and, and and that's good. And I want that. I actually prefer that in a president. I want somebody who can fight for me and protect me and protect my children. But I'd, I'd like the American people to also get to see uh, the humorous Donald, the uh, uh, fun Donald, the guy who loves sports, the guy who loves people and cares about people. I'd like him to show some of that, and I think he will. Yeah. Um, what do you think going forward? Where do you see this election? How do you read the polls at this time? Or does it well, even I'm matter? Not, I, I, I'll tell you what I liked about the polls. The poll that I, I, I saw this morning. I, I see he's behind by 10 points. 
and I see he only has 75% of the Republicans, but he's, win- he's winning the independents. Now, I think it's much easier for us to get the Republicans back than to get independents. I mean, I'm a Republican. How am I going to get votes? The easiest vote I can get is a Republican vote. The next easiest is the independent vote. And the hardest is a Democrat, right? So if I'm ahead with the independents and I got to make up ground with the Republicans, that's a, that's a group with the right couple of messages and stuff we're talking about should be coming back to him in droves. So I think that 75% in the Fox poll of you, Republicans. You think they come home? Yeah, I think I think uh, people say he needs ninety or ninety-five percent. I don't think he does because I think he's going to do better with independents than Romney did, and I think he's going to do better with Democrats than Romney did. But he still he still is going to need eighty-five to ninety. This is uh, going to be a hell of an election, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. It's going to be a different election too. Yeah, it is one hundred percent, and I don't think anyone that I don't think anyone can accurately predict. Yeah, I just at this point, but just like the primaries. Yeah, well said. Well said. All right, Mr. Mayor, Mayor okay. of New York, uh, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Well, frankly, America's mayor. And I know many of the things I've been saying over the years, people have said, well, you know, he's just saying it. Don't think about it. This is what I've, this is a danger I've been pointing to. It's not a spin. It's not uh, a whim. It is a clinical diagnosis of a pathological uh, movement that is sweeping our area, but will soon come to a theater near you. It has to be stopped now. The ones who are standing right now in front of this tsunami is Israel. Support Israel. Support yourself. Now, this is not to say the sanctions relief will provide no benefit to Iran's military. Let's stipulate that some of that money will flow to activities that we object to. We have no illusions about the Iranian government or the significance of the Revolutionary Guard and the Quds Force. Iran supports terrorist organizations like Hezbollah. It supports proxy groups that threaten our interests and the interests of our allies, including proxy groups who killed our troops in Iraq. They try to destabilize our Gulf partners. But Iran has been engaged in these activities for decades. Much of that money is already spoken for in Iran because of uh, contracts with China, because of bad loans, because of balance of debt payments because of infrastructure projects, and for Iran to bring its oil industry back to where it was just five years ago, they would have to invest several hundred billion dollars. So yes, it is probably fair to say something may find its way to some bad or nefarious activity, but the activities that we have objected to that Iran is engaged in are not fueled primarily by money. Uh, as I pointed out, as you point out, it's their money. What They can do with it whatever they want. If they want to give a billion dollars in weapons to Bashar al-Assad or a billion dollars to Houthi rebels in Yemen. No, they, can't, they can't do that, uh, Wolf, because they'll still be under an arms embargo. They would prevent them from sending weapons anywhere. Well, what if they're not sending weapons? What if they're just sending money? Well, they may be able to send money, yes. Yeah. By the way, by yeah. the way, Wolf, I, just to be clear, they're yeah. sending money now while they're under sanctions. There's yeah, but, nothing currently the that is preventing out, them gonna, from sending They're going to have a lot more money as a, if, if, in fact, the sanctions They are will lifted. have more money once they have verifiably given up their nuclear weapons uh, capacity and any ability to reconstitute it. All right, 24 till the top of the hour. That was, of course, Obama and Susan Rice and John Kerry and... Oh, yeah, they, they can give money to expand terrorism. The number one state sponsor of terror, and they gave them the money anyway. 
And in this particular case, there is no denying anymore that this administration uh, made a ransom payment to Iran, the number one state sponsor of terror, to get U.S. hostages back. And by the way, they probably laundered money in the process. Our friend Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas is with us, and uh, he said, as you are intimately aware, Iran has a history of illegally detaining U.S. persons as hostages, and it has shown a continued propensity to seize such hostages. Iran is the top state sponsor of terrorism in the world and a destabilizing force throughout the Middle East. Iran has also persistently pursued illicit weapons technology from ballistic missiles to nuclear weapons capability. I'm afraid that these cash payments and this cash payment of a $400 million ransom to the Ayatollahs makes all of these problems exponentially worse. Senator Cotton of Arkansas is with us. How are you? Hey, Sean. It's good to be on with you. Unbelievable. Uh, that, was a, that was a murder murderer's row of appeasers that you had on just there. Now, I want to... Wait a minute. Murderer's row of appeasers. I wish I thought of that. Damn. <laughs> that's good. But it's sad. Well, it's true. Yeah. Let me just paint, paint a picture for your listeners, Sean. Imagine uh, men in an undisclosed location with giant piles of euros and francs and rubles and other cold, hard cash, stacking it on pallets, wrapping it in shrink wrap. Then they load it on an unmarked airplane. They fly it across international borders, and they land in the dark of night and give it away. That may sound like a drug cartel or a terrorist organization, but that's what the Obama administration did with Iran in January and when they paid $400 million in ransom for American hostages in violation of common sense and longstanding U.S. policy. And what has it given us? Of course, more American hostages. And who knows how much of that money has gone into the hands of groups like Hezbollah and Hamas. You know, this makes Fast and Furious where we gave guns to cartels and kidnappers and drug dealers that looks like child's play because we're talking about the country that has killed Americans both in Iraq and Afghanistan that has been fomenting terror against our closest ally or who was our closest ally until this guy became president Israel and they've been fighting proxy war after proxy war even more recently uh supporting the the Houthis in in Yemen and and they're battling the Sunnis in, in Saudi Arabia, I mean, they have been the number one state sponsor of terror. Now, if yeah. Obama and Susan Rice and John Kerry admit that this money is going to be sent to foment more terror, why would you even consider giving them a penny? Uh, and and how, e- how easy will it be for them with straight cash? It's important that all your listeners understand that. This is not a money transfer. This is not wired money. This is not even cashiers or traveler's checks. This is cold hard cash given for ransom. Now, the Obama administration has said that it's not a ransom payment. However, what they say doesn't really matter. It's what the Ayatollahs believe. And the Ayatollahs clearly perceive it as ransom because they have said so publicly. Well, they said it yesterday. They admitted yesterday. And and by the way, Obama's so close to the Iranians, they're just mocking him. and And now the Obama administration will not even say if the hostages were released from Iran before the cash landed. That strongly suggests to me that, in fact, the hostages were not released until the Ayatollahs had their greedy little hands on that stack of $400 million. Imagine the amount of damage you add to that, what, $150 billion? You know, did you see the report last week that the Iranians, as a result of this idiotic deal that Hillary started and Obama followed through through on, that they continue to spin their centrifuges, that probably this deal cut the time in half they could build a nuclear weapon in spite of what they told us? 
And in addition to the vast nuclear infrastructure they still have that will put them on the path to a nuclear weapon, they've also continued their reign of terror throughout the Middle East in places, as you said, like Iraq and Syria and Lebanon and Yemen, and they remain the worst state sponsor of terrorism. And this cash that we gave them in January as just a small part of the $100 billion plus they received will allow them to continue that aggressive, malign behavior even without the nuclear weapon that they're going to deter- develop in what, the long what, run if we don't change our policy. How can so, two people, meaning Obama and Hillary, be so wrong so often? I'll give you examples. Number one, example about uh, Mohammed Morsi. When After the Arab Spring, he takes over, former head of the Muslim Brotherhood, a known terrorist organization, once referring to the Israelis as descendants of apes and pigs. They gave that guy F-16s, tanks, and, what, a billion and a half taxpayer dollars. Then, of course, we see the mistake they made in Iraq. They never did anything on the red line in Syria. Then you look at every other mistake that they have made in the Iranian case, $150 billion to the number one state sponsor of terror. They, they thought ISIS was the JV team, that they were contained. They're doing a good job. How can you be so wrong so often? How? And, and Sean, you didn't even mention the fact of the very ill-considered and hasty uh, wrong-headed intervention in Libya in 2011, which turned that country into a chaotic war zone where the most capable and developed ISIS cell outside of Syria is currently operating, so much so that we had to conduct airstrikes just a few days there. Um, you know, President Obama, uh, Vice President Biden, Secretary Clinton just have a deeply flawed worldview. They think that the United States is the cause of much of the troubles in the world, that if we would simply pull in our horns and be more respectful of our adversaries, who still chant death to America today, then those adversaries would recognize uh, that there is a new uh, way of looking at the world in Washington. Well, they recognize that, but they're taking advantage of it. They're not pulling in their horns. They're doing the opposite, as always happens, when you appease aggressive dictators and terrorists. What do you make of the election? What do you make of Donald Trump versus Hillary? Well, I'm confident that America will be safer and more prosperous with a Republican president and a Republican Congress. That's why I'm working hard. Can I I ask a question? What the hell is wrong with some of your colleagues? What is wrong with these people? Do they not realize, did they not look at Trump's list of Supreme Court justices he would appoint have they not listened to the idea that we need to build a wall for national security? Did they not hear Hillary say she's going to put coal miners out of work and coal mining businesses out of out of business? Did they not? Did they not think it's a good time to get rid of Obamacare? What the hell is wrong with some of these people? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, and again, Sean, there's other things. By the way, don't you like? I'm very, very subtle in my questioning. Go ahead. Well, no, but the, 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 you know, the list you just cited, you could add more to that as well. We passed an Obamacare repeal bill earlier this year. Uh, Donald Trump will sign it. Hillary Clinton will veto it. You know, if we pass uh, a defense budget that substantially increases our defense budget, Donald Trump will sign it. Hillary Clinton will veto it. Those are those are simple facts. They can't be disputed. Now, now, I wish, like many other Republicans and independents, that Donald Trump would focus on those issues and and not go off on tangents that the American. All right, that, uh, let's say that's a fair criticism. Really, okay. What about Hillary devoting an entire night to Black Lives Matter? You know, a group we had on tape that very same week saying, "You white people get in the back," and blah blah blah. And a group that says, what do we want dead cops? When do we want them now? Yeah, or, or Sunday morning. Look, she, she did an interview with Chris Wallace on Fox News. Uh, and she said that FBI Director Jim Comey said everything she had said about her email server was truthful. That's the opposite of what he said. She lied about that. She lied about the lies that she told about her server. I mean, that is just the, the pattern of Hillary Clinton's uh, public record, is that she cannot be trusted. She cannot 
she does not have the integrity to be the president uh, and that her policies would make this country less prosperous and less safe exactly the way Barack Obama has for the last eight years. You know, it's just amazing to me, and I've said this many, many times before, I just, I just, I, I can't for the life of me understand why she's even close in this race. I mean, imagine that Donald Trump was caught lying about an email server scandal that we know is compromised, and James Comey, the FBI director, lays out the case that she lied in front of Trey Gowdy, who I thought did a great job in questioning the FBI director, and then still people say she's honest and truthful. I can't believe anybody thinks that, and that anybody thinks that somebody, if, if you have a 66 if you have 66% of the American people thinking you're a liar, dishonest, untrustworthy, how you're even competing is somewhat a mystery to me. Maybe I don't know as much as I think I know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the the facts are what they are with Hillary Clinton. Um, I mean, you know, Jim Comey laid out in very specific detail, both in his statement at the FBI and in the questioning by Congressman uh, like Trey Gowdy, that there's just no doubt that Hillary Clinton endangered our national security and, and then lied about it. And just most recently, she lied about telling the lies, and the, the American people simply don't trust her. And if, if, we would fo- if we would focus on Hillary Clinton's problems, we would focus on the problems that the Obama-Clinton policies have created for this country, I think we'd be successful in November. You were a former soldier. What did you think about the lies over Benghazi? She was telling the Libyan president, Egyptian prime minister, her own daughter, one story, and we, the American people, and the families uh, that lost loved ones, a whole different story. It's, it's appalling, Sean. You know, between my tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, I served at the Old Guard at Arlington National Cemetery. Part of our job was to fly to Dover Air Force Base to perform the repatriation ceremony uh, for American soldiers who had been killed in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, and the degree of care and professionalism that my soldiers uh, had in conducting that ceremony uh, would make every American proud. By contrast, Hillary Clinton stood at the repatriation ceremony at Andrews Air Force Base with the families of the four men killed in Benghazi, and she lied to their faces for political gain. I don't see how anyone mm-hmm. can trust her to be our commander-in-chief. Well, i got to give you some personal credit because uh, I'm really disappointed in some of your colleagues. I'm really disappointed in some House Republicans. I'm really disappointed. You know, I would argue that Republican weakness has created an opening for somebody like Donald Trump, an insurgent, an outsider, and then they seem to be more critical of him than they are Obama and Hillary, and you have not been one of those people, and I give you credit, and I'm really pissed off at the other ones. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. You know, some of these people won't even take my call anymore because I call them out on their, their BS. I'm sick of it. I really am. It's like they want to lose. I don't want to lose. I don't want the country in her hands. We have millions more in poverty on food stamps, a doubling of the debt. The world's a mess. And we're going to go give it to her? This is not good for the country. Anyway, no. Senator Cotton, you're a, good, you're a good guy. I know you're going to get crap for being on the show. Thank you. No, glad to do it. All right, man. Great. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. Because while Warren is standing up for a fairer tax code, Trump wants to cut taxes for the super rich. <laughs> there, my friends. I'm telling you right now, we're going to write fairer rules for the middle class and we are going to raise taxes on the middle class. Now, you've talked pretty tough on Iran. You've also taken credit for working with President Obama on a dual-pronged strategy to deal with that country. Today, America learned there was a shipment of $400 million worth of foreign currency on a secret air cargo flight to that country. Did you know that was coming and do you approve of it? Well, the White House has addressed this, and I think actually 
this is kind of old news. Uh, it was first reported about seven or eight months ago, as I recall. And uh, so far as I know, it had nothing to do with any kind of hostage uh, swap or any other uh, tit for tat. It was uh, uh, something that uh, was intended to, uh, as I am told, pay back uh, Iran for contracts that were canceled uh, when uh, the Shah fell. The case in front of The Hague. That's right. We were trying to settle. So that being said, do you approve of it? That's a lot of money to fork over to a country that that you yourself have said isn't very trustworthy. Well, look, I think we uh, know that the agreement has put a lid on Iran's nuclear weapons program. I consider that to be a very positive step. We also know that our businesses want to now do business with Iran, and we're taking that very carefully. And we also know that there are outstanding legal uh, challenges by the Iranian government against the United States government and other uh, U.S. interests. So it's all uh, part of the same picture. But the most important thing is that we have, uh, in my view, prevented Iran from racing to getting nuclear weapons, which is very much in America's interest. All right, news roundup and information overload hour here on the Sean Hannity Show. Toll free, our telephone number is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, that was Hillary promising to raise taxes on the middle class and, of course, liberal leftist status socialist applauding. And now we've got the issue of ransom. But Hillary was, oh, don't believe what your very eyes tell you. The fact that on the very same day that the hostages were released, $400, $400 million in unmarked bills were put in a cargo plane that's also unmarked and flown to Tehran and given to the Ayatollahs and given to the number one state sponsor of terrorism. But it had absolutely nothing to do with the release of the hostages. Not one thing. Don't let your eyes deceive you. Anyway, joining us, Chris Hahn of the infamous Chris Hahn radio show, now boasting of three affiliates nationwide. Yes, sir. And he's on two days a week now, not one, but two. And Dr. Zudi Jasser, president of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, author of A Battle for the Soul of Islam, an American Muslim Patriot's Fight to Save His Faith. Um, All right. So if the Iranian mullahs are accurate, this was a quid pro quo. They did. This was a ransom payment because that's what they're saying. Now, if President Obama has such a great relationship and Hillary has such a great relationship because she started the negotiations during her tenure as Secretary of State with Mahmoud Adolf Ahmadinejad, then I assume that they would probably trust their great partners who they believe are capable of abiding by this nuclear agreement. So that they say that it was a ransom payment, Chris Hahn, of the Chris Hahn Show. Well, you know, look, this started in 1981 at The Hague, and this was... All right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, notice my topic has to do with whether or not Obama paid a ransom for the hostages that were released, and he wants to give you a history lesson. All right, well... Did Obama pay ransom? Yes or no? No, he did not. No, of course not, because you're a liberal, and you'll buy any any Kool-Aid they they give you. You're drinking it right now. You're swallowing it. You're gulping it. 
I have been on with you many times, and you know that I don't always agree with the president. Yeah, you do, pretty much. Got, no, not When always. he really needs you, boy, you're there. You're drinking it. <laughs> How does that Kool-Aid taste? They put any vodka in that Kool-Aid? Uh, no, I got a little Splenda in my Kool-Aid. A little Splenda you know, in the Kool-Aid? I like a low-fat Kool-Aid. You got, you know, I can't be short, fat, and bald. Uh-huh. So I gotta have something to take the edge off. You know, when but I was a kid, that was like my favorite drink. It's full of sugar. It gets you a little buzz. You run and out. And you play and, for and hours. We see what, and we see what happened to you as a result. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, that's, the buzz never went away. I'm hyperactive. I admit it. So, so, look, I mean, look, Sean, if it was a ransom, I obviously am opposed to that. And But the president makes a very clear so, case. So, the fact, so hang on. So the fact that it happened on the same day is just a mere coincidence. It didn't happen on the same day. Oh, yeah, it happened. Oh, excuse me. No, 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 no. The day they were released, it happened at the exact time. Yes, sir. There are too many international lawyers that have made it very clear. That it, and, and by the way, why, why did they go to Switzerland and the Netherlands, wherever else they went? Why did they take all these unmarked bills and francs and euros? And, and why did they put it in a little cargo plane without any markings, do you think? Why didn't they put it in a U.S. plane? Hey, look, I don't know what the banking situation is. Oh, you don't Iran. know. What the, I'm not that actually is called that. money laundering in the world that I live in and the attorney generals I spoke to. That's called I, money laundering. I, if I did that, now imagine me taking out massive amounts of money and putting it in a cargo plane and flying it to Belize or St. Kitts or Nevis. Uh, what would happen then? Well, it depends on what you were doing with that money. Well, I'm just bringing it down. I, I just want to, eh, yeah. you know, I just want to, you know. Uh, again, you know, I didn't start the proceedings at The Hague. Ronald Reagan did. And mm -hmm. Ronald Reagan wanted to find an equitable solution for paying back the contracts okay. so the, that we had with Iran. And so the bottom line is, is you believe the propaganda you've been fed. You believe that it, it's just mere coincidence it happened at the same time. And you're sticking by that. I believe that as a result of the Iran talks that led mm -hmm. to the historic nuclear arena. All right, here's my next question. This, this, is a, yeah. uh, this is sort of a, a litmus test of honesty for Chris Hahn of the Chris Hahn Show. Did Hillary Clinton lie on Fox News Sunday when she said James Comey didn't say she was a liar? I'm not going to say she lied, but I wasn't happy with that answer. I don't think it was fully. You're not going to say he lied. That. Well, let's go to no, Fox I, News. I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, I, no, 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 no. Listen, let's let our audience decide. I'm a fair person. This is her on Fox News Sunday. In a congressional hearing on July 7th, Director Comey directly contradicted what you had told the public. Secretary Clinton said there was nothing marked classified on her emails either sent or received. Was that true? That's not true. Secretary Clinton said I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material. Was that true? Now, there was classified material emailed. He directly contradicted what. Well, I. And let me just just. Yeah. He not only directly contradicted what you said. He also said in that hearing that you were extremely careless and negligent. Well, Chris, I looked at the whole transcript of everything that was said, and what I believe is number one, I made a mistake not using two different email addresses. I have said that, and I repeat it again today. It is certainly not anything that I ever would do again. I take classification seriously. I relied on and had every reason to rely on the judgments of the professionals with whom I worked. And so in retrospect, maybe some people are saying, well, those, among those 300 people, they made the wrong call. At the time, there was no reason, in my view, to doubt the professionalism and the determination by the people who work every single day on behalf of our country. So did she lie or not? Because James Comey said she lied five separate times. 
I think that she was mincing words there, and in politics you can't do that. Well, I didn't, ask if, I didn't ask if she was mincing words. I asked you if she lied. Did she I lie? She, I don't think she lied. I think she was parsing words. So when she, said she, when she said good she only thing, used... Good thing this isn't about her. Good thing this election's about somebody else. Uh, no, because, the, yeah, the, the, oh, it would have been, been horrible had this guy not run off the Dr. rails all week. Dr. Jasser, what is your take on this deal with Iran? I have to tell you, it, like, it is amazing to me, Sean, that folks like Chris can just sit back and have this try to split hairs about a ransom when the bottom line is, let me lay out the facts just for a second. Over 90% of the terrorism committed against the West is committed by Sunni radicals. Why? Because of the economics, because of the money that flow from Saudi Arabia, from Qatar, Dubai. The Daily Call reported today that the Clinton Foundation was taking tens of millions from a Sharia foundation. So what does that do? It radicalizes Muslims in the West. So now that we're opening up economics, this clip you just played from Hillary, her saying, well, it's going to open up the economy. That's going to open the floodgates of Shia terrorism. So the bottom line, call it a ransom, call it whatever you want. The financial flow, the opening up of this isn't about regime change anymore. She's responsible for regime development. These are not our allies. Our allies are in the prisons of Iran. They're in, that money is going to be used to continue a genocide in Syria to bolster Hezbollah. So we can split hairs about whether, yes, I think the money was made to, to release our prisoners. It's un-American. But the bottom line is, is 42 national security experts signed a letter this week calling upon the Obama administration to, to tell Boeing not to invest in Iran because that's only going to bolster the theocrats and the enemies of America and stand by as Shiite terrorism starts flowing into the West much more so than it has in the past. Which also has every Sunni country in a state of panic right now, which may not actually end up being a bad thing as they have uh, aligned themselves closer with Israel. And I could actually see a new emer the emergence of a new alliance in the Middle East that would include Israel, Egypt, Jordan, the Saudis, and others to stand against the hegemony that, that the Iranians are trying to pick the up. The Saudis, though, are one of the worst offenders. Yeah, well, the then, 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 then why did Hillary Clinton... All right, I agree. Then tell me why Hillary Clinton took $25 million. Why did the Clinton Foundation take $25 million? Why did they take $10 million from Saudi Arabia? Yeah, why does the United States do any business with, with Saudi Arabia? All right, wait, Chris, 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 I asked you about yeah, Clinton. They're a world power right now, and quite frankly, she shouldn't be taking that money from them. Oh, so... so the United States. We shouldn't be dealing with... All right, wait, wait, stop. So Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation taking up to $25 million from the Saudis and taking up to $10 million from the Saudis for their library, you're saying is wrong. Why didn't Hillary, why have, she's never been on record criticizing their horrible treatment of women, the execution of gays and lesbians, the fact that they're bigoted and wouldn't allow the building of a Jewish temple or a Christian church. Why does she never well, criticize them? she has them? been on record about no. their treatment of women. No. She has been on, on no. record for their treatment of women several times. No. Starting in 1996. Okay, show so me the quote. Know, hold on a second. Actually, let me correct you. The Clinton Foundation has a, has a project called No Ceilings About Women. If you look at what they've spent money on, none of it includes the Muslim world. It's all in Africa, China, maybe one project in Afghanistan, but surprise, surprise, no projects in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Qatar, Egypt, where the source of Sharia extremism against women is, they happen to turn a blind eye, so they're getting a lot for that money that the Islamists dump into the Clinton Foundation. Argument from me. I think our policy towards the Saudis needs to drastically change, and we have to insist that they respect human rights for all people, gays, lesbians, men, women, Christians, Jews, Muslims, whatever. 
But I, you know, but to, to say that she's the only offender, uh, you know, Trump has built things in Dubai, has built things with the Saudis, has used their money as well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of blame to go around here on both sides of the aisle. And it's up to us to be advocating to get them all both parties to just cut ties with the Saudis. We don't need their oil anymore. We don't need to be kowtowing to their policies. It's time for serious change over there. Well, I'm, I'm with you. I've, I've been saying that for years. I've been critical of Haley Barber taking half a million from the Saudis. I've been critical of Trump's operations over there in Dubai. Yep. I've been wanting him to declare that that should not be done. Uh, but the bottom line is you can't say that money to Iran has no impact or money from Iran or, or Boeing investing has no impact. And then on the other hand, say that it does have an impact and we need to change that with the Saudis. Both Look, at the end of the day, the at the end of the day, the Hague was going to make the United States pay that money back. This was a contract that was done in the 70s. They started the proceedings The contract in the 80s. was with the Pahlavis. It was not with the Khomeini's. If anything, the Pahlavi family today is working for democratic change in Iran. They have a democracy movement that that money should have gone to, to the Green Revolution, not to the, the back to the Khomeini's who now have taken that money from the original yeah, folks and, that we dealt with in 79. And, and, Doctor, that's all well and good, but The Hague was going to force us to pay it to the state of Iran. So this was a settlement that had to happen. It was going to happen. It's a shame that it happened. I agree with you. I don't like them getting that money, but it was going to happen because that's what happened. And the fact that it happened on the same day, Zudi Jasser, is just mere coincidence. (laughs) It is not coincidence. It is what happens when you bend over backwards to please the thugs and the tribal leaders of the Middle East. We've gone into appeasement. We've lost control of Syria. We've lost control of, of, of Libya. And Iran, they see that we are a paper tiger. We no longer have any influence in the Middle East, and they're continuing to push and push as the Shiite crescent now extends from Iraq. We've lost control of Iraq, and this is what happens when we're weak. I can tell you, uh, being from a family that escaped the oppression of the Assad regime in the 70s, they can, I can tell you that the appeasement does not work. And they will continue to push buttons. Now, the nuclear agreement that she was saying was such a great thing, turns out it wasn't 15 years. It's actually 10 to 11 with an earlier uh, breakout time than we thought. So all of this is just complete smoke and mirrors, and we were taken to the cleaners by the Obama administration. And we've been taken to the cleaners by the Iranian uh, ayatollahs, too, and they're laughing at us, as they always do. very easy for you to, to kill that argument by saying this is exactly how it happened and why, not just trust us, there's nothing shady about a plane arriving in the middle of the night loaded with cash, which is, it's, you're saying it's, it's innuendo, right? You're it saying is. there's nothing that was done that was not above board. I think, so I, think Margaret, I guess the point that I'm trying to make, Margaret, is we could not possibly have been more transparent about this arrangement than to have the President of the United States announce it to all of you on live national television on the day that the agreement was reached. The day the agreement was reached and the intent to pay the $1.7 billion, yes. But the details, like you're saying yourself, it's new detail and an old story. Yeah. I guess clarifying but, uh, the detail is, is what would help. But why is that relevant? Why is that relevant? Particularly when we all know that there's no banking relationship between the United States and Iran. So again, yeah, I understand. Again, I understand the political attacks that are being made by people who are trying to justify their opposition to our engagement with Iran. The 1.3 billion is taxpayer money, so don't people have a right to have an answer to that question? Again, that's why we announced it, as you point out, back in January. But the details of that. So, and one of the what are the details? from the trust fund to this bank to this bank or so, it well, had to be in euros and francs because we don't yeah. have a banking relationship yeah. because it's complicated like right. that would be a really simple thing that people would be able to follow yeah. so look I, I guess none of what you have walked through changes the basic facts here 
it, we acknowledged, again, back on January 17th, that there would be all kinds of innuendo hurled by people who oppose engagement with Iran, Republicans in the United States who, who oppose engagement w- with Iran. I recognize that the, the, the details that you're seeking to elicit might make for a colorful news story, but they don't change the facts. Oh, can't change the facts. We couldn't be more transparent. We, we told you there was some deal. On, well, you didn't tell us you were taking $400 million on the day that the hostages were released as ransom payment, as the Iranians are calling it, and transporting euros and francs and all sorts of money in an unmarked cargo plane to the Ayatollahs and the number one state sponsor of terrorism. No, you, you kind of forgot that little detail. That is, by every definition, a lie by omission. And it was done purposefully. And this was Obama paying for ransom. And which, by the way, brings up legal, significant legal issues, number one. And number two, it brings up honesty issues and, and judgment issues of this president. And, of course, Hillary was involved from the very beginning with this ridiculous nuclear deal with the Iranians. It's insane. All of this is insane. All right, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of this program. Todd is in Miami, News Radio 600, WIOD. How are you? Hey, Sean, you do a great job. Thanks for being a voice of sanity. Thank you. What's happening? I'd like for you, the next time you sit down with Trump, to give him a little advice. And I sense that you kind of feel the same way. I think he has the tendency to to take the bait from Democrats rather than pause and react in an intelligent manner to explain an argument, to win the argument, not just shoot from the hip to throw the biggest punch. And I'll give you an example of that. I think in doing so, he could win more voters over. Maybe some of the folks on the fence that think he's just a little too bombastic. Maybe try to be a little bit more like Donald Jr. I think, you know, the Dems have used Khan as sort of a human shield. Um, and he could expose that hypocrisy by turning around the fact that this Khan guy basically supports Sharia and explain that and how that reflects to Hillary. And I want your comment on on what you think he needs to do to win, because I think he's within, you know, a snail's inch of of winning this thing, but I think he could mess it up, too, if he doesn't still try to broaden his base. Look, I think there's a lot of game to be played here. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Remember, he went through a rough patch, and everything went well for him, and Hillary had to deal with Benghazi, and Hillary had to deal with the email server scandal, and, and Comey came out with his statement. He decided not to advance a criminal referral, even though he laid out a case to do so, and then Trey Gowdy got Comey to admit she lied and lied and lied again, and Trump went up in the polls, and, you know, if you look at a, a series of different events this week, including battling Mr. Khan, etc., I just... Yeah, I would say it was a little bit of a a, bump, a hiccup, a setback. It's not the way the media is portraying this. I mean, what? look, the narrative that Hillary wants to advance, that her fellow, you know, leftist status liberals in the media are trying to advance, oh, Donald Trump doesn't have the temperament to be president. Meanwhile, she herself has a temper that even people that are close to her and around her know is just absolutely insane. And we've seen it on the trail ourselves, and I played many, many montages about it. So for me, I think elections are always about two things, peace and prosperity. And I think that Hillary has no record to run on. You see, you know, I I mentioned the terror attacks in the last 30 days around the world. ISIS, the JV team, that's contained. Uh, We look at the Iranian deal. She got the negotiations started on all of that. You look at any of these different scenarios, Libya, Egypt being wrong on Mohammed Morsi, Iraq sending them to war, pulling out early, creating a vacuum for ISIS, the same in Syria, not following up on the red line in the sand. 
uh, the refugees that she wants to take in that will be gambling with the lives of the American people, her views on immigration, the justices she would appoint, the tax cuts she said, the tax increases, rather, she says she will have on the middle class, which already have been hit the hardest in the last eight years under Obama's economic policies, and you've got yourself a choice election. Now, I'm just going to warn you, everybody now, 90, what, five days out of this election, there's going to be a lot of freakout modes by a lot of people. I'm, I'm not going to be in that camp. I'm not going to freak out. I am, I am a steady ship here. I've been, this is not my first rodeo. I cannot predict with certainty today who's going to win or who's going to lose this election. I think for the most part, it is up for grabs. And my advice that I gave Donald Trump last night stands. And that is, if you focus on jobs, the economy, and protecting the homeland, you win. I don't think he should be talking about Paul Ryan, John McCain, Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham. There's only so many fights that you can be engaged in at any one given time. And I think that his focus needs to be narrow. And then be on the agenda that I keep pointing out, and I've pointed out for years on this program, so that we can save this country fiscally, save this country and protect the homeland, get jobs for people, get a better health care system, you know, just very basic, profound and simple things. Be energy independent. There's so many good things we can do. So that to me is where I would put my focus. And I think Trump's capable of it. And I think the more he explains it, I think if it culminates or crescendos with a Trump promises to America, gold leaf, these are my promises, elect me, I'll do this, elect Hillary, this is what you're going to get, I think would be profound. Um, anyway, let's get to the uh, busy phones. Thank you, Todd. And in Rahway, New Jersey, listening to the all-new AM710 WOR, the talk in New York, New Jersey, Long Island. How are you, Ann? Sean, how are you? I'm God, good. I miss you. I miss being on the show. Listen, I we just keep making the same mistake telling Trump what he needs to do, what he needs to say, how he has to behave. But let me just say this, Sean. I don't ever disagree with you because I think you are perfect. But this is the one time where I just have to disagree a little bit. Now, Trump has been up against the president, the media, the pundits, the liberals, the Republican leaders. He's also been up against people, conservatives in his own party. I call them, and I coined the phrase, conservative establishment and conservative purists, because they think they know better. Now, you have a guy like Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House, that actually accused Donald Trump of being racist. So what is he supposed to do? Now, these attacks about Mr. Khan, Mr. Khan coming out and, you know, you know, basically disrespecting him and demeaning and denigrating his character, maligning his character, you know, with the Constitution and the other things. He's got a black soul. I mean, Donald Trump, he really has been on point, Sean. He's been very, very specific. You got to un- understand, though, his, he's, not, you know, he's not an election against Mr. Khan. Mr. Khan, right. by all indications, has a very, very radical agenda himself. And I, and I say this with deep, deep respect to him and his family right. and his son. And, you know, as Ann Coulter pointed out, I think there have been 14 Muslim Americans that have died protecting our country, and his son was one of them. And they deserve our honor and, and our praise and our thanks. Absolutely. And I, and I send all of that to them. Donald Trump called this man's son a hero. That is ignored by the media. You, ignored. You, all right, and it, but the, 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 you have to deal with the hand you are dealt, and you have to accept some political realities and some basic, simple truths. And one of the truths right. is the media is abusively biased, and you've got to understand the double standard, and you've got to play. Uh, you've got to play the team that you're playing. 
And if this team cheats and plays dirty and, and they have 20 men on the field or 30 men on the field because that's the media representing extra men on the Hillary Clinton team, you just got to accept that reality and, and deal with it. And you don't want to play into their hands. Anything, in my opinion, that takes Donald Trump off his message to balance a budget, to create jobs, to get people off of welfare, off of food stamps, out of the poverty rolls, and back in the labor force, anything that stops him from making us energy independent, anything that stops the advancement of repealing and replacing Obamacare, anything that stops his issue of dealing with radical Islam or dealing with refugees or securing the border is a waste of time. And I don't think he should waste his time with 95 days left. It's, it's, to me, it, it's, you've got to pick your fights. You know, I'll give you, on, really, any, on any given day, people are, and how long have you known me? You? I've known you for a very long time. Okay. I mean, Sean. All right, but that's, you, go, but, you and I go way back. We go, well, that's my point. You've known years. me, and how right. many times have you read things about me that you know are not true? Um, I've seen you criticized, lambasted for no good reason at all. Okay, and in all those years, how many times do I usually ignore it? You ignore a lot of it. You really do. About I mean, 90% of the time is what I would guess. Now, like last week, John right. Stewart took a cheap shot at me, but he has his head up uh, Hillary and Obama's ass, which has resulted in millions more in poverty and on food stamps and out of the labor force. So you know what? John supports hurting the people of this country, so I thought I'd pop him back because he deserved it, little Johnny. So little Johnny exactly. doesn't like to be called little Johnny, and he doesn't like when I point out his head is up Hillary and Obama's ass. So I pointed it out every once in a while I fight back. But I've got, I've got more important things to do than worry about little, little Johnny. Right, and I think Donald Trump understands that, and I really don't see Donald Trump fighting back all the time. There are so many times yeah, that he, he could fight back. He, all right, if, if my rate of firing back is 10%, his is 80 You think so? Yes. I think that he's so attacked. He's probably attacked a lot more than you are, and he is running. Yeah, he, defi he, he definitely is, and I'm, I'm, I'm only saying... It, were, it worked for the primary. It's not going to work in a general election where they are trying to get him to bubble and fizz like Alka-Seltzer and create an impression that he's not fit to serve in that office. That's the narrative, the false narrative they want to advance because they can't run on their record. They can't run on her being honest, trustworthy, decent. They can't run on any success. You know, Obama's record is atrocious. And, and yet uh, he's able to go out there and say, look how great I did by every measure. It's all total BS. Anyway, back. To, uh, listen, Ann, I love you. God bless you. You are terrific, um, and you have been a friend for many years. Let's go to Adam in Tampa, uh, AM 970 WFLA. How are you? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing today? I'm good, sir. Thanks for, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to put one more thing out there, and I think you touched on it a little bit earlier, as far as what, what Trump needs to be pushing every day is the Supreme Court justices. I've talked to so many people who are undecided about this election. And as soon as I say, think about who is going to be appointing the next set of justices, people immediately put, you, you can tell they're thinking, and now all of a sudden, hmm, Trump isn't as bad a candidate as they thought he was to begin with. So I just think he needs to continue to push that message along with job creation, energy independence, securing the borders. That's got to be one of his main talking well, points. I, I, watched, I watched Eric Erickson. and I, I've been friends with Eric a long time. He's a never-Trumper guy. And I saw his column yesterday about, and then somebody tweeted, Hannity, what have you ever taken from Trump? I've never been to a Trump hotel. I've never played a Trump golf course. 
I've never even I don't even think I've taken a bottle of water from the Trump place at all. Um, and he was talking about Mar-a-Lago being invited and suggesting the people that support him. I support him because of the Supreme Court justices that he would pick. I support him because I do believe our national security is in jeopardy unless we build that wall. I support him because I like education back to the states. I support him because I believe he will repeal Obamacare and and allow choice and competition in health care. I believe he will make this country energy independent. I think he feels strongly about it with all my interviews. I can't promise he's going to do all those things, but at least he's saying the things that I think this country needs to do to become solvent and fiscally secure. And on issues of radical Islam, at least he can say the words. And he's kind of right. If we're going to fight a foreign war, we better be careful because we pull out. And then why did these people, why did we send people to die? And on trade, we are getting rolled. Why not? Why not have trade negotiations that are better? So um, I, I agree with his agenda. Well, stylistically, he's too harsh. All right, then, then get Hillary. And, and what I'd say respectfully to Eric is, okay, when Hillary appoints those Supreme Court justices, remember what you could have had. When the open borders expands, remember what you could have had. When Obamacare becomes, they double down on it, remember we had a shot. When coal miners are put out of business and coal... Uh, companies are put out of business remember what we could have done when education gets even worse as she is beholden to the nea remember what we could have had hey if you want a firearm that is easier to transport you got to check out the u.s survival rifle from our friends at henry repeating arms now it is a portable rifle that you can put together take apart in just minutes and then when you're not using it you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in it's so small you can store it pretty much anywhere and it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now Henry makes more than two hundred rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com, get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. You know, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families ever since 9-11. Now, hero first responders and service members, the people that serve our communities, our country, those who die in the line of duty, those who are catastrophically injured, veterans who have fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York, firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Now, Arno was killed while protecting his community. He was battling a warehouse fire. He left behind a wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made their memories with their hero. Now, you can join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on the mission to do good and support the families of America's greatest heroes, and that means the families of fallen first responders just like Jason Arno and Gold Star families with young children and catastrophically injured service members and also homeless vets. Please commit to $11 a month. Go to their website, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org, the letter T, the number 2, letter t.org for the tunnel to towers foundation hollywood is under siege from an external force now the same hollywood that sold the american dream they are now making nightmares a reality 
Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.